Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today we've got a listener question. Uh, I'll read it out, Michael, and then you can respond. So uh, it's a message we got from Leone. Thanks, Leone. It says, hey, guys, I'm loving listening to your podcast while I get out and walk each day during this lockdown in New South Wales. It's refreshingly Aussie tone makes you feel at home. In your podcast, there's a lot of emphasis on getting your super right, which is great, which is what I'm doing. My question is, what about other investments outside of your super? Are you going to be discussing those topics in your podcast? Thanks, Leone. Thanks, Leone. Thanks for the kind words. We're loving that you're loving. Well, that's why I read the whole lot out. Yeah. <laughs> if she'd said, your podcast's a bit of a dud, I don't like listening to you idiots. Sort of go, okay, let's just get to the question and strip out all the nice stuff. <laughs> no, uh, all jokes aside, Leone, thanks. Uh, we're, we're really happy when we get listener feedback and people tell us that they're getting some enjoyment out of the podcast. So, so uh, it's a, look, it's a good question as well. And it's it's one of those ones where where sometimes we sometimes we disreg well not sometimes a lot of the times we disregard um, uh, what people are thinking and and and, and uh, disregard is the wrong word we we, we we don't know we don't know what yeah, what yeah, people are yeah. thinking so I think <laughs> and I think the the point that you're making here is often um, because we we sort of speak the same language so mm. there's often things that we talk about and we we know what the other one means but the the, the layperson in the street might not necessarily know um, what we mean or why we're you know in this example why we're not talking about investments outside of, of super so I think the way that I thought about this this question is there's sort of two parts to it is that um, I guess firstly all of the Everything that we've talked about in terms of investments through super, so, you know, we've talked a lot about owning the, the great companies in Australia and around the world and mm. um, the fact that you, you normally have to be invested in, in those companies in order to get the long-term return that you need to fund your retirement. Uh, we've talked about the trade-off of investing in, in these companies versus cash or investment properties or uh, anything else like that. So... Uh, the first thing I'd say there is all of those conversations and all of those discussions apply uh, exactly the same when it comes to investments outside of superannuation. Um, so that, that's, I guess, the first thing is we've talked about how that relates to superannuation. How it relates to investments outside of super is, is effectively exactly the same thing. And so there are, there are some reasons why we primarily focus on investing inside super and then there are some minor changes when it comes to investing outside of super and so I thought we could go through today Michael just talk a bit about why do we use super and and what are the differences when we when we're investing outside of super yeah absolutely so so why super to start with let's let's yeah. set the scene yeah. um, each individual in Australia currently has a a limit of 1.7 million dollars that they can effectively turn into a, a, a tax-free superannuation fund yeah. once they've retired. Now, they have to meet certain criteria. They have to be aged over 60. They have to meet yeah. a condition of release. Yeah. Um, um, I don't want this legislation to detract from the the, yeah. the main benefit. Yeah. 
is that if is is that if uh, as an individual, yep. I can have one point seven million dollars of my superannuation fund yep. in a in a zero percent taxed yep. account based pension. Yep. Um, once I've met those criteria, mm-hmm. and I tell people, let's forget the word superannuation. Think of this as having a tax free company. You know so what? whatever I'm invested into, um, the rate of return once I've hit that criteria, zero percent tax. I take an income from that, which I live uh, off, zero um, percent tax on that, and not only that, it doesn't even show up as income anywhere. So, um, I can have uh, myself and my wife three point four million dollars, no one point seven million dollars each, uh, inside a superannuation fund that's paying zero percent tax. Um, we can draw an income from that. Let's let's assume from that. Just to keep it nice and simple, from that, from that, one point seven million dollars each, we draw a hundred thousand dollars of income yeah. each. Uh, we got two hundred thousand dollars of cool. income. Yeah. We're over sixty. Yeah. Uh, that shows up on my tax return as zero dollars of income. I get two hundred thousand dollars of clean money. Yeah. Um, if I wanted to, yeah. I can go and earn twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, as, as almost tax free at, at Woolies yeah. and, and, and pay no tax on that. Yeah, so basically, if you then go and work part time, that, that doesn't get added in there. It's not on top of the, the hundred that you've drawn out of your pension account. It, it's just completely, it's completely tax free. So, so, that's, so, yeah. so, so that's the end game. Yeah. Um, now, the way that it's designed in Australia, depending on how much income I earn, I'm actually going to get a tax deduction on the way in yes. as well. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we can now put in $27,500 per year per individual. Yeah. And that can go in as what they call a concessional contribution, which is which we claim as a tax deduction. And we've spoken at length uh, about that as salary sacrifice mm-hmm. or a personal contribution that we're claiming a tax deduction for. Again, don't let the legislation yeah. detract from the true benefit. Yes. Um, yeah. It includes what my employer puts in. Now, my employer puts in yeah. $10,000 a year, let's say. It's nice and simple now. It's 10% yes. super guarantee rate. <laughs> yeah. So, someone on $100,000 a year, uh, their employer put, pays in $10,000 as a uh, super guarantee contribution. What that means is that person can actually put in another seventeen and a half thousand dollars, and 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 so claim that as a tax deduction. So, so, so basically, here we're arbitraging for a lot of people. So, the average tax rate in Australia is thirty four and a half percent. So, um, yeah, so anyone that earns between is it forty five thousand and one hundred and twenty thousand, I yeah. think it is, yeah. is on a thirty four and a half percent tax rate. So. I put that $17,500 into superannuation and I pay 15% tax on the way in, but I claim that at a 34.5% tax deduction rate. So effectively, I'm paying only 15% tax on that contribution, but I'm claiming a 34.5% tax um, uh, rebate effectively on that money. So. So I'm getting a tax deduction on the way in, and it's going into a situation where it's ultimately going to be completely tax-free um, once I've retired on the way out. So I guess that's why superannuation—we're so gung-ho on superannuation. I can own the similar or identical investments that so, I own in my super fund. I can own that outside of my own name. It's just that it's a different yeah. tax. So I situation. guess that's, that's the point that you're getting at there, Michael. Around there's 
there's there's sort of two separate there's two separate questions, which is mm. what assets do I own in retirement, and mm. what ownership structure do I own through? So you say to think of it as a tax free company. I say think of it as a circle. Just draw a circle on a piece of paper. That circle is is your uh, it's your superannuation fund until you're retired, and then once you retire, up to one point seven million dollars each. That can that circle all of the assets that you've accumulated inside that that super fund. That circle can be moved into a pension account. As you say, at that point in time, no tax to pay on the earnings on that ever again. No tax to pay on any income you draw out of that. So, mm. and and you've touched on this before where. I think that because that's such a concessionally taxed environment, there'd probably be a greater uptake if you had to pay more tax on the way in because because people would then appreciate the, the tax saving of that. If you go, right, well, when I get to retirement, I get to be in this tax-free vehicle, this mm. this circle, this, this entity that I've accumulated all these assets in, I never pay tax again. That's fantastic. If someone said, oh, okay, but you've got to pay a bit more tax along the way in order to access that, we'd probably kind of understand a bit better because you'd go, I've got to give something up to get that benefit. But this is sort of, there's no, not only is there no cost to use that entity, there's there's tax savings along the way as well. So there's generally, um, you know, you touched on, you know, your concessional contributions into super. There's, there's different ways to minimise capital gains tax on getting money into super. So both in the last 10 years of your life, and throughout your retirement, there are just so many different tax advantages available to you by using that ownership structure rather than by investing in your own name. So that's, that's I think, why, like we say, there's a separate question of what assets should I own um, mm. and, and what asset classes should I be exposed to and all that sort of thing. But if you're just, if you're just looking at as I get to 65, I've got $2 million in retirement savings, do I want that in my own name or do I want that in, in a pension account? I definitely I definitely want that in a pension account. I just never have to think about tax ever again. And obviously, if any dollar that I'm not paying in tax is, is another dollar that I get to spend. So, and, and what Dallas is referring to as a pension account, just think of that. It's a superannuation fund. It's a, it's a circle. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's, it's superannuation. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's a t- so, the pension... Uh, the pension is an account-based pension, which is a superannuation, zero percent tax fund. Yep. So, so, yep. so it's effectively the, the the tax difference. The tax difference is immense, um, and, and the way that I think of it also is that even when I'm working, let's say I have a hundred thousand dollars of of investment, and that earns me that 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 investment earns me uh, income, and that income is taxable. In my own name now, I, I, I spoke before. Anyone that earns between forty-five thousand dollars and one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a year, which is a big group of people, their tax rate is effectively thirty-four and a half percent on that band. So, if I have a hundred thousand dollar investment and it's 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 um, earning me, yeah, five thousand dollars of income, for example, then I get taxed at thirty-four and a half percent on that on that income. It forms part of my uh, tax assessable income. If I could snap my fingers tomorrow and have that hundred thousand dollars appear or move from my own name and be invested instead of in my own name and now into my superannuation fund, the tax rate drops to fifteen percent. That's while I'm still working. Yeah, it's a big differential in that in the earnings tax rate. 
and remembering that that's that's the place where I want that money to end up as well. So yep. so because we can then move it to zero percent tax yep. at some stage in the future when so you, I think when someone's retired. So I think we've probably this is probably one of that like you you often say like an SBS movie where the question started with what about investments outside super and then we spent the last seven minutes talking about about why why you should want your investments inside super. But I think. That probably explains... Well, there's many reasons why you might have investments outside of superannuation. Yeah, and, and I think... So One is accessibility. Well, well, so I think that that's... Um, I, th- I think we... if we there, There's a heap of different... There's a heap of different reasons why you might have investments outside of super. But if we look at the... There's a concept here that I don't think we've quite got to the nub of the issue here is I think there's something in people's minds where they go, super is the investment. Now... Uh, we've sort of glossed over it saying, you know, different asset classes. But if you have money with Sun Super or MLC Super or any other super fund, it's not that money is not invested. The super fund itself doesn't make the decision as to how that money is invested. You make that decision. And, you know, we've touched on it in various other podcasts. But when people go, I've got money in super, that that is true. They have it owned via a super fund, but how that money is invested is is one hundred percent their choice. You you can choose how that money is invested. There, most people don't, and it goes into a default investment option. But this is, I guess, the point is, I think there's a separation in people's minds where they go, "I've got my super, but if I want to invest money, it, it has to be outside of super." So mm-hmm. the first thing that I just want to clarify again is that is not only, you know, yes, you might think about investments outside of super, but the primary focus of your retirement savings should be not just getting money into super, but how do I invest that money once I get it in there? What choices am I making about Mm. what asset classes it need to be invested in? So when we're then separating out investments outside super, it's it's then also investments inside super. So we do need to think of it that way. It's not just on my super fund and I just sort of ignore it and I get a statement once a year and mm. I'll, I'll do all these cool things outside super. The primary focus needs to be get money into super and then get that money working as hard as, as possible. So um, now to, to get to your point there, Michael, why, so some of the reasons why you might, you might have investments outside super, the first one, as you say, accessibility. So... Obviously, this podcast is called Money Over 50. So if, you, if you're if you in your 50s, 60s just around the corner or you, and you're normally focused on retirement, so accessibility is not as big of a concern for you. But for some people, you know, if, if they they think there might be something that pop, that's going to pop up in the next few years where they need access to that money, mm-hmm. if you're 52 and you're putting every dollar you own in superannuation, it's, it's great for your retirement. But if something comes up where you need that money in three years' time, you're stuck. You, you can't get it back out. So that's kind of what you're referring to there with that with that accessibility. Yeah, absolutely. So um, th- there's there's that. Uh, if you've borrowed to invest, um, yeah, so you then yeah, you would generally not put that into yeah. superannuation. So you, you might. So you basically you can't you can't you can't borrow effectively. Any this is one of those things where it's like. Any anyone who's any financial planner who's listening goes well. Actually, you can borrow through. Yes, you can borrow through super, but it's mm. it's minimal and it's not not as effective as borrowing to invest in your own name or in in mm. other entities generally. So yeah, yeah. So accessibility is is probably the biggest one. And um, yeah, your example I think was a good example. You're 52. You, you, yeah, you're setting yourself up for retirement, but um, yeah, you 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 want the ability to be able to to uh, access those funds yeah. if you need them for whatever reason. You lose your mm. job, for mm. example. So so there are certainly reasons that you would uh, invest um, outside of 
superannuation. Yeah. Um, typically, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, you can you can invest in similar things inside yeah. super and outside of super. There's there's not the same. No. It's probably not the same level of of assets that you can invest into yeah, yeah, inside yeah. of superannuation as you can outside of superannuation. So, yeah. so I think um, I think we're because we're sort of talking about this in general terms. Um, a good way to explain this might be like for, for yourself and myself. So we we both have money inside superannuation, but we also have investments outside of superannuation. So if I mm-hmm. if I if I think about the investments that I have outside of superannuation, for each of them there's a reason why it's it's there and not and not mm. and not inside. So I've got I've, I've got a mob of cows that I that I own with my father. So. Not really. I'm, I'm sure I could own them through a self-managed super fund, but gee, there'd be a lot of headaches, and it, yeah. and it wouldn't have the same advantages of, of, of flexibility of being able to yeah. put money in, pull money out of of our investment in in a mob of cows. Uh, we own we own our, our our office that we operate out of, and our, mm. again, the reason why we've done that through through a, not through superannuation is because we could borrow a fair bit more at, at really cheap rates and 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 use the the mm. borrowing power, which is what you touched on before, is that through mm. super you couldn't really do that as as effectively so um and then and then the other main investment that i, I guess with the other couple of investments i've got outside of superannuation is uh my wife and i have have got a little investment set up that that was and the the reason that money's exists there and why we add to that is basically to fund a house purchase in a few years time and mm. so again the same thing there even though that asset would, from a tax point of view, be best off being owned through superannuation, mm. it's it's not um, due to that accessibility factor. We can't put that money into super and then turn around in a few years' time and, and pull it back out and, and buy mm. a house with it. So, I think that's probably a good example of there's 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 some cows there which are a completely different asset class. So you, you just really mm. effectively can't get exposure to that asset class through superannuation. Um, there's there's an asset class that you which is commercial property which you can borrow uh, a lot against outside of super where you can't inside so there's there's basically some borrowing uh, advantages there and then there's the accessibility issue which is the investment that we've got in our own names which is just just an index fund of Australian mm. and, and, and overseas companies normally I would own that through super but I do want to get access to that in a few years time and so that sort of hopefully gives people a bit of a concrete example of why when you might potentially invest outside super but but i guess the exception proves the rule to me where it's like that's because i'm i'm 31 and i'm looking at buying a house for a few years time and i'm doing other different things like that anything that i'm just thinking about i just want to put money away for for my retirement for the long-term future it just goes straight into superannuation and it just gets straight invested in the biggest and best companies in australia and around the world yeah, look, it's it's um, again. Yeah, you're 31. Uh, I'm older than I'm 46. So, and 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 my wife's 38. So, so uh, the way that we think about it, so we have investments. The ones that you mentioned, yeah. except for the cows. <laughs> By the way, is it a mob? Is is it's a mob of cows? A, that's the technical, yeah. like a flock of seagulls, like a, like a murder of crows, or a yeah, flock. it's a it's a mob of cows. Yeah, right? I don't actually yeah. know what the technical. I think if you're American, it's a herd. If you're Australian, it's a mob. A mob, yeah, yeah. yeah. A mob of cows. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound exactly. <laughs> I hear you say it all the time, and I I thought. So I don't have the mob of cows, but I have the the building with you, um, 
and uh, and and you know I have a few other things as well. Um, what we're gearing up to though, what we're gearing up over the next, you know, what I'm gearing up for the next 14 years is that the day that I turn 60, hmm. um, I want to have as as close to that 1.7 million dollars yep. of funds in my superannuation fund yep. at that point in time. Yeah. The day my wife turns 60, I want to have as close to that 1.7 million dollars. Yeah. Of funds. Uh, in her superannuation fund as well, so um, look, you can get the best of both worlds there by trickling money across. And we have a number of clients. I have I have clients that are in their very early fifties, and um, and they have they have uh, investments set up as well. And we're we're we're, we're trickling funds across into yeah. their super fund every year, and um, getting the best of both worlds really by 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 still retaining access to the the money. Yep. That they have, um, that's invested, but gradually moving that across, and and the closer they get to age sixty, the the, the yeah the the, the the more funds have be been moved across, across yeah. into that. And I think another example, you know, I've got I've got clients that uh, business owner clients as well that that have that they're actually getting closer to sixty. They're contributing everything they they're, they're maxing out their concessional their before tax contributions to super they're maxing out their after tax contributions to super and they still have some cash left over so mm. so that money that they just can't get it in super if if we mm. could click our fingers and get it all in now we, we would but they're just stuck not able to get that money into super we, we have to do that gradually so yeah. I think there's sort of those two parts of it like you say where some of our clients they could they could just put all that money into super but in their early fifties, it's still a little way to go. They might not nest that you know they want to have access to that money if they need an emergency. And then there's other clients that, you know, they don't necessarily want access to it, but they just can't get it into super. And that's and that's I think to me where, as you say, and you touched on that with with your with yourself and Susie, where you really want to be working backwards is that, and as as your financial planner and as the best financial planner in Australia, that's that's sort of how we're approaching it is. There's no point going. Okay, you're 46 now. We get to 60 and then go. Oh, geez, it'd be, oh, this this money would have been good to get that into super. Oh, geez, mm. we could have that. You know, tax-free earnings, tax-free income. Oh, that would have been good. Mm. It, you have to start planning now to mm. get to to get to that point. And that's kind of what you touched on. Is for a lot of people, it, it's sort of about that working backwards thing. It, it's going. Mm. That's where I want to end up in retirement. And and as as you touched on before, and, and I took that point around with it before. If, if we were punished along the way, if you got taxed more mm. along the way to get into that holy grail of a 0% earnings tax, 0% income tax environment in 10 years' time, it would kind of make sense to go, oh, are they going to change the rules? Are they going? But you're getting into the environment where you want to end up and the whole mm. way along the way for most people, there are tax savings in, in terms of making that you can, you can get a tax saving on the contribution in then you can get a tax saving on the earnings while you're still working to then get that money into the, the best and most tax-effective ownership structure to, to own your, your retirement savings in. So to me, it's for, for those types of assets, for your retirement savings, and if you're investing in, in the asset classes that you can get exposure to, to through super, it, it, just makes, it doesn't make sense to not, not be taking full advantage of that. Yeah, good point. And, and again, I think that's probably the... the 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 wrap up position is 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 start start backwards yep and um, remember the benefits of the legislation and the legislation are that that each individual 
can have up to $1.7 million of funds inside superannuation that when they meet a conditional release after age 60, mm-hmm. uh, they can effectively turn that into a 0% taxed fund, a la an account-based pension. And uh, look, if you're a member of a couple, that means you can have up to $3.4 million of yeah. funds effectively in a 0% taxed yeah. uh, fund after age 60. Mm-hmm. So if you start working backwards and say, okay, well, that's where I want to end up, mm-hmm. then, um, then how do I get there is probably the best approach to do that. And you, you may have investments outside of superannuation. And uh, and and there's a, there's a, yeah there's a benefit to having those of course for accessibility, but if you can if you can start by saying okay that's where I want to end up in the future which is which is in general for most people is the is the is the yeah, yeah is the place that they uh, would get the best value out of then that's the that's the right approach and I guess that's the other point is is that for a lot of people when when they come to us for a first meeting often people do have investments outside super and, and one of the things that we haven't touched on is why so i've got i've got a, a a new client coming in tomorrow actually for a meeting and they've got they've got their superannuation and they've got some some shares that they own in their own name outside of super now mm. i'm actually going i'm, I'm going to recommend that they hang on to them for a few years mm. and there's so there's once you're in that position there's actually a uh, they would pay capital gains tax if they sold down that investment now and contributed into super and they plan yeah. to retire in a couple of years time anyway so the plan for them will be hold those investments for two years and then sell them down once you retire and, you, and your taxable income's dropped so it's it's and that's like you're saying it's really just about planning backwards and going okay here's where you are now here's all the available resources here's what you've got inside super and outside super how do we work all that as hard as possible and pay the least amount of tax now and throughout the next the rest of your working life and then all through your retirement and so it, it is a bit different for everyone depending on your situation your plans over the long term um you know what types of investments you have all those kinds of things but uh hopefully that gives uh people a bit of an idea of how to think about the the total their total retirement savings both inside and outside super Thanks for your question, Leone. It was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had us thinking, of course, yeah. uh, in in terms of how we communicate that across um, to everyone. So, so uh, we certainly welcome questions from listeners. Absolutely. Uh, podcast at mo50.com.au. That's mo50.com.au uh, is the place to... Any, any feedback, any email. questions, any any thoughts, let us know. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.